Coming up, today's guest is Kara Dake, VP of Growth and Partnerships at Clevertap. You're going to discover what key engagement and retention strategies to focus on, how to personalize your push notifications to re-engage your users, and finally, the future of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Stay tuned. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. What is up, App Nation? It is your boy, Steve P. Young. And today is a the interview from the App Masters Virtual Summit. And I really wanted to put this on the podcast feed and give it to you guys for free. Because one, Kara delivers some tremendous value bombs. Two, she was a sponsor of the virtual summit, CleverTap. So go check them out. It is clevertap.com. They're really going to help you re-engage and retain your users. And they have an analytics platform, but that's their core skill set, right? And putting this virtual summit together, guys, one, I absolutely loved it. I learned personally, I learned so much from all these interviews and I got to hear different themes. So got to really figure out, okay, what are real people, like people are spending lots of money, really focused on and how are they moving from Facebook to some other you know, platforms? It was very valuable for me. And secondly, it was very, a lot of work, okay? There was a lot of work and I really beat my team and said, hey, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. And to make sure that we give you guys video summaries, the the episodes were really good, edit them as much as possible, build all the pages. So it was a lot more work. And I'm so thankful to Kara and Clevertap for sponsoring the virtual summit because that really made it worthwhile because I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was. So that's why I wanted to put this onto the podcast feed so that you get this free content forever for free. And also for you guys, I really want you guys to go check out Clever Tap. These are trusted sponsors that I had on for the virtual summit. So go check them out. It is clevertap.com. And without further ado, here is Kara Dake. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, and welcome to the App Masters Virtual Summit. I'm having a ball of a time learning so much from all our guests, and today I've got a phenomenal guest for you. She's right there. Her name is Kara Dake. She is the VP of Growth and Partnerships at CleverTap. Check them out at clevertap.com. She is a specialist in mobile user engagement and retention with extensive professional experience encompassing global growth marketing, strategic partnerships, BD, and finance. She supported CleverTap's U.S. and international growth expansion to over 4,000 customers. Congratulations on that, Kara. But Kara, welcome to the virtual summit. Thank you for having me. Super excited and always love your high energy vibes. Uh, (laughs) Saying hello from LA here. So we're going to talk all about growth in the customer base. And I love the fact that we're going to talk a little bit more about engagement and retention, because I think too many times we talk about the top line and the downloads and not enough on the the activation and the retention. And that leads to more growth because you don't want a leaky bucket. But before we start, talk to us about maybe the backstory, like a little bit more about yourself that I might have missed in the intro. Okay. 
Cool. Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, VP of Growth and Partnerships at CleverTap, I've been here about three years based in LA and I do a lot of our B2B marketing um, activities for the company. So kind of traditional um, SaaS growth strategies with content marketing, events, a lot of public speaking, nice. um, paid webinars, you know, other, other kind of uh, growth activities. And then I also support our customers on their own growth strategies as well. So it's been really fun to be able to see, you know, hundreds of different dashboards and campaign types and all different types of verticals of apps and really help them with growth. But really, as you mentioned, specifically within growth, it's more on the engagement and retention side. That's awesome. And we'll definitely get into some of the examples that you've helped out with your customers as well. But for those who are not familiar with CleverTap, can you give us a little bit brief info on CleverTap and this whole marketing automation stuff? Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, we're, as I mentioned, in the analytics and engagements uh, space. So we have, um, you know, we're a mobile marketing automation platform with granular um, analytics. So we're able to analyze everything that's happening within your app from a user perspective, from a demographic, technographic and psychographic perspective, which I want to get into a little bit later on the psychographic side, which is pretty interesting. And then we have the full suite of engagement features. Um, so that includes push notifications, SMS, email, um, web pop-up, web push, and Facebook remarketing. So really all the ways to get people coming back into your app after they've downloaded. You know, we've talked about this before and people may have heard the stats that 90% of the apps are downloaded and never used again. Kind of sad statistics, but if you figure out in advance using a tool like CleverTap how to set up you know, your campaigns um, based on and, and segmenting based on the data points that your users are providing within the app, um, you can really do a lot with with creating that retention funnel. And you guys sort of automate the different channels that we're going to approach, like Facebook retargeting and the like. Exactly. So that's how the, the automation part comes into, into play is really setting this up. So it's all kind of triggered based on specific user behaviors and user groups in advance. Are there minimum amount of users that we need for CleverTap to really get, you know, good? No, we don't. That's a really good question. We don't really have a minimum. Um, of course, the bigger, the better in any, in any instance. Um, I'll talk about more machine learning and kind of where the direction of the space is going in, in, in the future here. But it's an interesting stats that in general, only about um, without use the use of a tool like CleverTap and our machine learning tools, um, you, most mobile marketers are utilizing only about 5% of their data. So it's just, you know, it's great that you have a tool that gives you all the data points. The tricky thing about being human is knowing what to do with all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I get drowned. Whenever people talk about it, they're like, what am I supposed to be looking at? So let's yeah. go into this. Like, what are some key engagement and like retention strategies that we need to be focusing on? Yeah. So I think it's good to start with kind of figuring out what the features are, right? So I'll kind of, I want to mention some things depending on where you guys are at with you know your sophistication sophistication I guess in terms of your experience in this it's kind of good to to scale it back and talk about the different features that we have as well as you know most it's it's pretty standard in the space um, to start to think about that will help you then um, create the strategies that I'll get into in a little bit so you always want to do from an analytics side now 
ideally you have a tool like CleverTap that can do both the analysis and the engagement all within one tool. Sometimes you see people using separate tools and depending on the sophistication of those tools and how well they link up, that can be okay. But ideally, you know, it makes sense that you have one that, that can do the, do all at once. So you're able to make real-time engagement decisions based on real-time analytics that are coming in. Um, so that's what we do. So um, as I mentioned, real-time insights, we have um, an advanced segmentation engine. So if you think about an engine, right, it's pulling in all these different pieces. So you've got you know, your, your users coming in from a Facebook campaign, but then they're engaging with a specific playlist in your app. And then they, they seem to be coming to, um, you know, a purchase page and you see this over time. And this is a really, say a very high value segment that's converting often. Well, that's really sophisticated info. And then you'd be able to use, um, as an example, our, our engagement uh, or remarketing feature to be able to find similar audiences, lookalike audiences of people on Facebook to target. So that's an example, I guess, of a strategy, but it's all within our segmentation engine. Um, so just to note, too, where we fall in this space, because I know it's a little bit confusing for mobile marketers to know about all the different types of tools in addition to all the vendors within those types of tools. So you've got the attribution providers, right? So those are people like, um, let's see, Adjust, AppsFlyer. They're, they're great tools out there, Tune. Um, they're able to help you track and determine, you know, where your users, user, users are coming from and some of, the, some of the analysis that's happening within, within the app. That's really what they specialize in. So we come into play in post-download activity. So we sync up with those providers um, and then we, you know, can help you determine um, what activities are happening within the app post post that attribution stage. So just that's just good to note to help you guys figure out where everybody comes into, into play here. And so you really want to start out by looking at funnel analysis, right? This is really basic for any marketer, mobile or not. You have a funnel. Um, so as I mentioned, you know, this attribution provider is top of the funnel. And then we're able to determine, you know, at what stages your users are dropping off before they convert. Um, traditional analytics tool. Also, you want to look at cohorts. Um, so cohorts analysis really is helping you understand and group your users um, based on certain demonstrated behaviors in the app and like tracking their actions, you know, say on a daily, weekly or monthly basis. And you start really building out your metrics dashboard, which we have built in. But these are things about, you know, measuring user retention, engagement, and other specific key metrics that are applicable to your business. Um, so there's other, some other specific features that we have for, for at CleverTap, which I don't really think I need to get into. But these are just, again, things you need to start thinking about are um, having tools that build rich user profiles. So this is, I mentioned, where if you, if you have a Facebook login, um, in your app, you're able to then grab obviously that demographic information and start building out those psychographic profiles within your app. So again, getting is more getting to the granular data points as much as possible is um, is really key. Now, also with with omnichannel marketing, your users are on many different devices. You know, sometimes at the same time, and again with an advanced segmentation engine, you're able to determine. Okay, well, it looks like most are coming in from, from this channel, staying over here, and then converting based on this channel. So you want to have a, 
a tool that gives you the 360 view of those device crossovers and when they're changing from mobile to tablet to desktop. I see. So those are kind of like, you know, some of the, the key um, features that you would want to make sure you have a, a provider that can support you with. And then some of the strategies that I think are really interesting um, and pretty uh, standard are push notifications, right? So this is, I think, how probably 80% of our campaigns are, are done with using push notifications versus some of the other ones that I mentioned. Um, but, you know, you can really get very um, uh, strategic in how and when you send those, those, those push notifications. So namely personalization, you know, it's the name of the game these days, um, utilizing their name, you can, you know, mention their location and then deep link into something they did in, in the app um, that takes them directly back into that, right? So as customized as possible with those push, you know, rich, rich push is an option now, um, especially with iOS to do rich media. So incorporating as much video as possible is fantastic and rich, um, you know, memes and things like that. I mean, just think about how you as a user, when you receive a blanket push that you know is just to everybody, that's the single number one most common reason why people uninstall. Um, so it's, and then, you know, the campaign types that you're going to be setting up too with these push notifications can be triggered based on users' profiles and past user behaviors and actions. That's where the automation part comes in. Um, and interestingly too, there's, there's some really cool work that you can do in time-based triggered notification. So if you know that a certain group of users is going to be most likely to convert within 15 minutes of them adding something to cart, you're then send them a triggered notification within that 15 minute golden window, what we call it, um, maybe with an offer to upsell them in, or you know, to convert at a discount. And, and that will, enhance conversions greatly. So I feel like I'm talking a lot. I can No, I love on. that. No, I so let me the the thing that I want to talk about too is to get people do you guys have any stats or any data on the best way to get people to enable push notifications cuz sometimes I find myself care like just being like no, that's okay. Like, you know, yeah. not right now. Yeah, I mean it's definitely optimizing the onboarding flow is an ongoing process and also, you know, with a tool like ours, you can determine um opt-in rates that so opt-in rates for push notifications, completion rates of the onboarding flow, you know, completing your profile. You can determine that by channel and seg you know, segment. So you the the deeper you can go into knowing that like Oh, well, you know, this Gen Z audience that was acquired from Snapchat or, you know, Instagram is less likely to complete. Well, often it's much more based on um, psychographic data and user preferences, right? So the more information you give somebody um, in terms of the value they're going to receive to to opt in to push notifications, the more likely they were. I think it's like, 70% or something people um, are have a preference to, to opt in to push. It's just communicating the value. So also having in-app messaging that pops up um, that's communicating that clearly is another really great way to drive that completion. Um, you guys so, 
yeah, we do, we do have in-app messages too. Um, so those are like the messages you'd see, like when you're say ordering a lift and you get that big pop-up yeah. happens in the app experience. Those are really nice because you can customize those, um, with different rich media options too, and also create, um, segmented copy. So this is where the A, B, C, D testing comes into play, which we offer to just, you know, test that as well as push notifications for different creative and copy. Um, so, and, and, you know, always important to do that. We've known to be able to do, to do that for email forever. Um, so this is, just think of this as yet another channel that's triggered and, um, can be customized and personalized. You know, one of the things that I think we talked about during the podcast was utilizing email, like obviously in app purchase, I mean, push notifications are a great way to re-engage, but I saw a hotel tonight do a really good job of like me, like favoriting a hotel. And then suddenly I get this email that says, Hey, Steve, like, don't forget to book this hotel that I forgot the name of the hotel, but don't forget to book a hotel ABC. Like it's still there. You can still save. And so do you guys help with some of the email notifications that we're able to send out to our users as well? Yeah, totally. So Actually, just today, I was just on our product call before this, and we, um, our CEO talked about our new rich email campaign builder. So, you know, it's it's pretty exciting to see that coming because there are the MailChimps of the world that are super strong in that. Um, but it's nice that, you know, using our tool, you won't have to, um, I think, up to yet another tool. Um, so there's there's different ways to, again, trigger these emails based on, not just so, you know, when you just say you're just using a, a standalone email provider, um, there's a lot of that they can do within that in terms of segmentation and in triggered campaigns based on active, based on say things that are, um, in the way your e the email itself has performed in the past. So if you know that certain people are opening, you can send those people triggered, um, additional emails, right? With us though, when you sync up your email provider or you use us for an email, you're, you're able to get much deeper because you can, you can, you know, send them campaigns based on in-app behavior, which nothing gets much better than that. And, um, I think we talked about this before too. And I love to remind people about what you can do with email for uninstalls. Yeah. So uninstalling, um, is, is something that happens. Um, as we, we remembered the stat about 90% of people, downloading, not using the app again. Sometimes they're just not, you know, they're dormant users. So they haven't uninstalled, but they're just not using the app, which you could definitely determine and send them campaigns based on that. But uniquely when you, you know, someone's uninstalled, it's like, okay, well, how do I get them back as soon as possible? Because really they just recent, very recently uninstalled. And so our tool sends ghost push notifications on a daily basis. They don't, the user doesn't know this. But if it comes back undeliverable to our tool, we know that they've uninstalled and we're doing this every day um, and we give you a report. And if you've been able to collect their email in some way in terms of, you know, their profile information or onboarding or something like that, um, you can then send them an email uh, that says, hey, and, and we often see it's really good when it comes from someone in your team, like your CEO. And of course, it's all automated, but it's saying, you know, Hey Steve, I'm so sorry to see you go. Um, really would love to have you come back. Here's an offer or here's some reason why you should come back. And also embedding a survey within that email that says, you know, would love to know why you uninstalled. And then we see 
pretty strong um, completion rates of those surveys too, because they felt strongly enough to uninstall. And if it's timely enough within that next day, you're still top of mind, right? Um, so they'll give you that critical user experience feedback that I think is, is super beneficial. So that's another good strategy to keep in your back pocket. How would somebody use that specifically to re-engage users to get them back or either like, you know, keep people longer from uninstalling? Do you have a specific example? Yeah, I mean, it really is is strong um, in e-commerce, I think, um, you know, because a lot of times what's interesting is if you think about yourself as an e-commerce purchaser, right, you're maybe in store, depending on the price point or I mean, most people are shopping online now, but say it's the gap and you're like, okay, well, it's Christmas season. I know that I need to get my dad some presents. Um, I'm going to go in, browse online and I'm going to go in store and maybe I was able to see the gap was smart and they saw that they sent me, you know, or I I got a 10% off code to use via mobile because maybe gap, for example, saw higher transaction values on mobile can happen. Um, especially around the holidays when people are lazy and don't want to go to the store. Um, so with that though, if you think about how, what are the engagement rates for most e-commerce apps? Not very much, you know, actually it's like coming to mind, like, um, one eight hundred flowers app for something, for example, right? You're you're not going to be on there much more than every holiday, likely. Um, so, as the developers and marketers of those apps, you really want to think of ways to keep people engaged and reengaged. Um, so, I've seen examples where if someone uninstalls post Christmas, um, you know they're able to receive and they it's triggered to receive an email. Um, from someone in the team, either personally or otherwise personal, again, more personalized is, is, is even better, but may, you know, gap is a big company. So, you know, you might not get an email from the CEO, uh, which would be <laughs> cool. Um, but saying, Hey, Steve, you know, come back. Um, well, let us know why you uninstalled, you know, understand Christmas season's over, but we'd love to keep you guys, keep you in the loop for our post Christmas specials. Here's 15% off for downloading the app again. And, you know, putting in a cute, like, you know, we miss you kind of thing. So that's, that seems to be a good example when, I mean, that that's, those are the trickiest instances when you have um, an app type that has just very low use case, you know, recurring use cases. Like uh, I know there's an app here started in LA um, by BCG Digital Ventures, which is an amazing venture group. And they created a, uh, an app called Autogravity which basically helps people um, with car buying. Oh, wow. So about, it's, I think it's only app-based too. So it's like how often, I think they said it's like every seven years you're in the market to buy a new car. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're, one of their biggest challenges was figuring out different engagement um, techniques and not just the techniques, but actually the, the real content that people would want to uh, engage with on a regular basis. So um, I think there's, plenty of ways to get creative with that. But that's always an interesting thing when you're thinking about the needs of wanting to build an app in the first place. Think about the regular usage value um, of your users. You know, I'm reading this book called Hacking Growth by my friend Morgan Brown, and then Sean Ellis, who made up the growth hacking term. And they talk about having a North Star, right? And I think they put it beautifully, like, hey, before you think about growth, have a North Star, like something you're really focused on. Now, for you, Kara, like, is there something that, I mean, I know it's sort of like blanket 
question, but is there a North Star that we as app creators should focus on? And then how does like CleverTap help us reach that North Star? Do you help us kind of figure out what our North Star should be? That's a really good question. I mean, depending on the size of your company, I totally can. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I think um, it's always important to think back, think about your events when you're first, you know, setting this up, setting up a tool like CleverTap or just even thinking in your head, what are the key actions in your app that are most important to track? Um, so, you know, you can, you can track an unlimited amount of events. And I know depending on what your app, you have, you know, a lot more interacts. Some have a lot more interactions than others, but we like to recommend say around 10 specific actions and no more. Sometimes we see companies setting up 60 different events and then it can get really dicey and hard to manage. Um, so if you stay focused, that's not one North star metric, but it's definitely within a range of less than 10. Um, and from there, you know, I think it's important to look at um, the end of the funnel, right? So LTV is something that lifetime value is something that I think you want to start thinking about when you're even from when you're starting to design your app. Um, so what are the key metrics that uh, that and user behaviors back to the events that I mentioned that your users need to perform for you to stay in business? Uh, I, you see a lot of great app ideas, um, but I often don't see the full completed strategy in addition to the financial model that's associated. So I know the trend, you know, five years ago was just like build an app. You don't need a revenue model. Um, just see what happens and, and, you know, try to grow as many users as possible and support it, support it with advertising revenue. Um, that those days are, you know, are a lot harder to get. That's a lot harder to get to now. So generally, you want to see some sort of um, LTV uh, component, and you can backtrack from from your financial plan and, to, and back into what you think that you know you'd want to see in terms of LTV, and then start thinking forward about okay, well, to get to that LTV, how much am I going to have to spend on acquiring these users, and what are what are the retention um, what does the retention funnel look like to get them there? So. Now you've built this advanced segmentation engine with LTV at the, at the core. So I guess to your point, that's, that's to me would be the strongest metric to, to try to attribute to. I love that you said 10, because I think too many times you try to focus on too many things. And then early on, you tracking those 10 events helps you kind of figure out, okay, what that North Star should be, and then use that data to then say, okay, all right, with CleverTap, we're going to say emails or push notifications. We know that sign up flow is completely broken. Let's, let's yeah. fix that first too. Exactly. That's awesome. There's right, a lot, I think there's a lot happening here too. Um, so in terms of tracking and setting these campaigns up, if you think about it, there's nothing more important for your business. And I know I would say this cause I work in analytics and engagement, <laughs> but if you're spending all this time and money acquiring and stuff, you need to be really hands on with your data. Don't be scared to get in there. And um, you know, the way the, the space is going, we're lucky with the use of machines and AI and automation getting more and more robust and then the support of your data science team. If you're, if you're big enough to have one, um, a lot of this stuff is going to be predictive and prescriptive for us in the near future and already is. Um, so we have, you know, specific, um, 
tools like say journeys is one, for example, that helps um, you visualize where your user's activity has been going. And then we're making recommendations about what segments to target with what um, campaign, you know, types to, to hit them with. So not to say that we're fully automated yet and you're going to have a job for quite a while. <laughs> um, but, you know, for better or worse, as I mentioned, 5% of our data is really, um, really all we're actually to wrap our heads, able to wrap our heads around just doing it manually. And so that leaves 95% of our data to be able to be harnessed and extrapolated upon with strong algorithm algorithms. And then your own creativity, the human element will be in the creativity and the copy, you know, even though that will get automated in some ways too, you know, we're not, we're not robots. We're not, the, the end users are not robots yet. Um, and so we will, you know, need to utilize our more creative brains in the future. So yeah. That's awesome. Are there any things that you see us like machine learning AI taking over? Like, like maybe this person may not be as necessary anymore in the future because of AI machine learning. Me marketers. <laughs> um, but oh, great. Yeah, yeah. I think that part, you know, but again, like let's continue to leverage our, and work on our emotional intelligence. I think that I'm seeing a lot of overlap in the product and marketing space um, and being able to, I mean, definitely in the near term of 10 years plus having be able to grasp your own data science um, and, and making, putting the right algorithms in the machines to make them do able to do their jobs, um, I think is, is something that we all um, can elevate ourselves to. So don't be intimidated on the computer science part, even though I, I am actually sometimes, um, but I, I would like to get my hands on a little bit more of this because I think what what makes me a little bit nervous is thinking about all this automated data, but then not actually understanding the why behind it, right? So yeah, your programs are developing these algorithms, but you know, you know how it goes when they're developing something that you haven't really um, explained the why to, and then it starts to get out of control. Um, and it's analyzing something that you didn't want want to be analyzed in the first place. Right. But it could be as simple as, hey, you know, what is my North Star? What should it be? Because the machine yeah. learning, you kind of fi figure out that, hey, you know, if you get people to, I don't know, take a picture at least three times or follow this many people, that makes for the best retention rates because you have this cohort that you sort of already analyze. The machine has done that already for you. That's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, that would be huge because I think often we just see like our own intuition is what we like, even you just heard my example about LTV. I mean, you know, your industry, if you're an e-commerce app, you probably want to look at LTV for example. Um, but I think there's probably a lot more missing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome, Care. Well, anything we missed that you want to cover? Um, I think that was pretty much it. I wanted to just jump, jump into the, the, the ML part, machine learning part. part. So I'm, I'm happy that we did that. Um, I'm really excited about something that we've got, um, you know, and in, in that just was released um, today. Again, I was mentioned I was on that um, product call earlier, and we've got this new industry first psychographic inf uh, segmentation. So this is around the behavioral segmentation stuff I mentioned. So generally, we're able to user segment your users based on behaviors and actions that they performed in, in, in the app. Um, but 
now at this next level, which is moving towards this machine learning, you know, area, as we talked about, um, now there's a way for us marketers to segment our users based on the relative importance or say frequency or the weight of an action versus others. So this is just really interesting where we're going to be able to say weight like geolocation is more important factor than say, um, you know, gender, for example, for a specific campaign. So everything is getting a little bit more optimized within that. So um, just think about that. If you have a lot of different user types, that behavioral, I mean, that psychographic relevancy is going to become even more important. What does psychographic mean? So I know it's like, like um, it's, it is around user behavior. So I think it's like short, you know, the psychology is like how it, it, instead of like technographic would be like what um, browser are they using or, you know, app device demographic, you know, you're, you've got your more traditional demos psychographic where it goes into the more liminal things that are a little bit more um, less, a little less concrete and more granular than a demographic. If that makes sense. Yes. That's, that's really cool. So like we're demographically completely different, but psychographically we could be very similar because we think alike and we, you know, we behave the same way, but we're, you know, one's Android, one's, you know, like technographic, (laughs) one's Chrome, one's Firefox type of thing. You got it. You're so smart. (laughs) (laughs) I get to talk to great people like you. Well, the website is clevertap.com. Kara, you guys got to check them out. But Kara, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Really appreciate it. I got a ton out of it. Good. So if the audience wants to follow up and kind of learn more about everything, anywhere else you want to send them? I mean, Kara at clevertap.com is great. Um, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. And if you want to get a demo with us, of course, just go to clevertap.com. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kara. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. And I'll see you guys on the next interview. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.